Hello, good people, and welcome to the Amateur Hour. My name is Justin. My name's Tyler. I'm the one called Junior. And today's sponsors are EBXY and Adam Stone. Well, well, well. Today is a special episode because Junior is not here. <laughs> uh, we do apologize for that. He's uh, hung up, if you will. <laughs> it's a but, <laughs> There's a big butt there. Yes, but we, we have a little someone special. Yes, uh, we have a, a new member, if you will. Uh, a wonderful, wonderful man that we've actually had on the podcast before, previously on season one, exclusively on YouTube. So if you didn't hear it, that's okay, because you're going to get reintroduced to the one and only Austin. Welcome, Austin. Hey, hey, hey. How you guys doing? <laughs> doing well, doing well. I mean, kind of under a lot of pain, but that's okay. Neither here nor there. <laughs> Sometimes that pain's a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah, it it depends on the pain, I guess. <laughs> but uh, welcome back! This is uh, absolutely fantastic to have you here. Austin's gonna be our good old fourth, and uh, we're gonna see how things work. Yeah, testing the dynamics, if you will. We did have uh, it was three. We were gonna keep it to the three dynamic, but you know what? I was like. I always want to have that sort of consistency for our listeners out there. So of of the three dynamics, so we we brought Austin in, and hopefully we'll have the fourth dynamic next week for you guys. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. Life's life's uh, you know life's got you hung up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, with that said, I mean it's it's good to have you back. Austin, it's, it feels nice to hear your voice. <laughs> I'm excited. It was a lot of fun last time, and I'm excited to do it on a more regular basis, hopefully. I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, we could talk about some uh, recent things that just, just have been happening to all of us. I mean, I, uh, I got my tooth ripped out. It was uh, pretty. <laughs> I know it's a way to dive into it, but, uh, you know, it happened. It it really happened. I got the good old tooth ripped out. What? Let me explain the story rather than repeating that I got my tooth ripped out. Anyway, <laughs> set the scene. I want I want a full scene of this now. So I go to the dentist first time since I was six years old. Okay, so I was a bit nerve wrecked. Because it's been a while, right? You don't know if you got cavities. Everyone's telling me, like, oh, you you think you don't have cavities, but wait until you go. You'll have... And then I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, do I? I'm like, I, I brush my teeth. I floss. I mouthwash every day. Like, what more do you people want from me? So I go, right? Nervous as all heck, all by myself. First time, long time. And uh, sit in the good old chair, get a checkup. You know what? I gotta brag a little bit. Doctor says you got some good teeth there, uh, no cavities at all, perfect. But here's the thing: I had a wisdom tooth in my bottom right jaw that was growing in crooked. <laughs> 
So it was like, rather than it being just perfectly horizontal, it started growing vertically. And what it would have done is if it would have grown further, it was going to crack my other tooth right next to it. Uh, and or just trap a bunch of gunk in there and I would have, uh, then I would have cavities. And I kept catching my my cheek in my tooth. I kept biting it like I was a rabid animal. <laughs> so they said, you know, what, let's get it removed, and I was like, huh? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll we'll schedule it and uh, get it removed. And I had like so many questions, and he, I, I, I have also two top wisdom teeth. I don't know if you guys have yours in yet, but uh, I had my top two as well. And he wants to rip those out, and I was like, no, thank you. Like, I no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I just said, just the bottom one, I think will be good. <laughs> And anywho, I go in the process. They they put an, the anesthetic in your in your like freaking jaw. They grab a freaking uh, long uh, shot and they put it in your jaw. And this is the most disgusting feeling in the world. They say, "Oh, this creep! It's supposed to numb you before we put the shot in." You still feel everything. <laughs> it's it's like feels like someone took a, like a just like their nail and just like drove it into your jaw and then like just started wiggling it around. It's, it's disgusting. Oh God. And then they put it in and like, you're supposed to be numb. Uh, I just felt a tingling sensation. I didn't even get numbed from the numbing the first time. Then he comes in he's like, all right, we're all numbed up. You should be feeling like your tongue a little heavy and like your, your lip a little, it should feel like it's like puffed out or something. And I was like, no, I uh, I still, I feel fine. And then he's like, all right, let's check in. And then he, like, pokes you with the shot. And he's like, do you feel that? And you're like, yeah. He's like, all right. And then he puts some more. And then he goes, you feel it there? And you're like, yeah, uh, it hurts. And then he's like, all right. And he pushes it in there and just freaking gives you more anesthetic until eventually you don't feel anything. And then they get in there with their tools and they start freaking buzzsawing things out. I don't know. Sound like the Menards was in my freaking mouth. And uh <laughs> they cut it up. They cut your tooth up and then they just try and rip it out. So now when the guy was trying to rip out my tooth, he started like pulling on that tooth and like his hand was literally, you know like when you're trying like pull the top off of like maybe like a bottle or something or like like a jar of pickles or something like that and like your hands just like shaking and you're like just trying so hard to turn the thing you're like son of a gun <laughs> like that's what this guy was doing to my tooth like he was like his hand was like shivering for with how hard he was trying to pull out this tooth and uh, it was freaking me the heck out because he was, like, also putting a bunch of pressure on my jaw. I was like, he's going to pop my jaw out. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get up after the surgery and my jaw is just going to be hanging off my mouth like this. <laughs> I was so afraid how hard this guy was pushing. And anyway, eventually he pulls it out. And he's like, it's all good, whatever, in the hood. Go home. And uh, he shows me the tooth. And apparently most teeth have two roots. This one had three. So that's why it took him so long to to pull it out. Because it was just that rooted in my jaw. 
which is, I guess is a good thing, right? You, you know, Matisse's not going to fall out right away, but for him, it was a bad <laughs> thing. Anyway, nastiest <laughs> experience ever. I'm under a lot of pain right now, so if I do slur, guys, please forgive me. It's because it hurts, all right? And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever necessarily gone through a painful situation or crazy surgery like that, Austin? Honestly, no. I need to get one of my wisdom teeth taken out. I've got one on the top left that's growing like it's like growing normally, but then like tilted to the left a little bit. So it kind of rubs up against my cheek, kind of like what you were talking about almost. I don't bite my cheek. It does get annoying sometimes. And, uh, I, I was supposed to get it taken out last December, and I've been putting it off because I do not want to deal with it. I'm like, nope, I don't like pain. I'm good. I'll just hang on to that bad boy for a little bit longer. Yeah, it's but. it's rough. I'll tell you that much. It's absolutely rough. Like right now, my jaw just feel it feels just really tight, you know. And if I touch my cheek, it like it's you know it's sore still. It feels like someone slapped the freak out of you. Like, they just backhanded you. <laughs> you just yeah. wake up, you're like, why did you slap me? I feel like at night a ghost is just absolutely just punching me in the face, and I don't even know. <laughs> like he's just, like, hitting me. He's like, you feel this? You feel <laughs> Want to get up now? <laughs> that just reminded me of a movie. Have you guys ever seen Remote? I think that's the name of the movie. Remote? Uh, oh, are you thinking think of so. Click with Adam Sandler? Click. Yes. Oh, yes. And he, like, kicks someone <laughs> in the ball, crap out of him, and then he'll play it, and all of a sudden the other guy's like, oh, <laughs> like, why is it hurt? <laughs> that, that's what it feels like the ghost is doing to me, like, you know, <laughs> slapping the hell out of me. Well, I'm sleeping, and uh, I get up, and it's just pain. I So I have another wisdom, too. So my top left one is actually it's grown a little bit further than it should because there's no tooth under it. So it kind of grew a little bit longer. And before, I used to not feel it, I guess because I wouldn't close my, my jaw all the way because this other tooth in the back. But now, recently, that I've been only eating on my left side, um, I've noticed that it's actually now this top wisdom tooth on my left side has been grinding on my jaw. Um, and now, Boy. now I could feel the pain on my left side from the tooth above. So I'm like, oh, please, no, I, I'm not, I'm not removing it. No, I think I'm just going to let my jaw callus back there. So that way he just gets used to it. But let's get a mouth callus. Yeah, because I really don't feel like getting another tooth ripped out after this experience. I think I'm good. <laughs> like, well, you also gotta think everything in there's sensitive right now, so yeah, it and, might be like that because it's not healed. And Thanksgiving's coming around the corner, of which we are gonna mention ahead of time. We might not have an episode right after Thanksgiving. We might release that weekend, um, but. I don't think we're going to have an episode, or maybe not on that weekend either. I don't know. I gotta let you know that weekend we're not gonna be recording because I know we pre-record, so we want to let you guys know ahead of time we might not have an episode up for 
uh, that Thanksgiving weekend and that weekend after. So it'll be our break. I mean, I think we deserve a break, right? We've been posting every weekend for you guys. Uh, I currently have to actually have to edit one episode and uh, upload it so that way we can make it on time for Sunday. If not, it for sure it's going to be a Monday. You can just have a double episode on the week, okay? <laughs> um, it's like break. What is a break? You don't deserve shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, college life is it's it's a lot. I I, I do. I did a six page paper this week, which is why. I haven't been in a rush to edit the episode. So, and then new Call of Duty came out. So it's like, I just, I really want to take a second to relax. I've just been under a lot of stress and got my tooth ripped out. Like, eh, there's a lot that I just, (laughs) you got to push yourself, right? And motivate yourself. But I just haven't really had the time to get to that episode. So I do apologize, everyone. Okay, I'm human. But we've been giving you guys an episode every week, and I want to thank you for that. But, uh, yeah, any other painful, like, have you ever gone under surgeries, Austin, or nothing? I haven't had any surgeries. I broke my foot while I was in high school, and that, it swelled up. It looked like I was carrying around a baseball under my skin. That was kind of painful, trying to walk or anything like that, but... Probably the most painful thing I ever did was when I was in high school, I was playing baseball and I tore my UCL. It's just a ligament in your arm. And I was a pitcher and it was, it was rough. It didn't really hurt as bad at the time, but afterwards, if you try to throw or anything, it's just like absolutely horrible feeling. It just feels terrible and, I was a stubborn young boy, and I was like, I'm going to finish this season no matter what. Go through the pain. and oh. I, yeah, think... I, I actually broke my foot, too. Um, just It was kind of funny. I was walking to my neighbor's house, and I was helping him with something, and I ended up falling through his deck. So I don't know what bone it is, but it's the one that's, out, that's on the outside of your foot, the little ball before your ankle. Mm-hmm. I cracked that off. So it wasn't really like a bad break, but it did instantly start to swell and start to hurt. But the thing was, I rode a little like small dirt bike over there. And (laughs) when I got over there, I broke my foot. I'm like, ow, this hurts. And then I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go home and chill for a little bit. So I'm kickstarting this bike with my broken foot. And obviously this is before the pain, right? (laughs) And I get home and and I sit on the couch and like from the moment I sit down, all of a sudden it just starts hurting more and more. And I took my sock off and my foot's like blowing up. And I'm like, oh, God, I actually did something. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother comes up and he's like, hey, how's your foot? And he smacks it. Oh, no. Yeah. He smacked my foot. And then I'm like, now it really hurts. So my mom's like, OK, well, we're going to have to uh go to the emergency room because you might have broke it. <laughs> so we go there. They take an x-ray. It it wasn't a bad break. Like I said, the little like, I, I don't know what this bone is called, but it's the little ball thing that's on the outside of your foot a, a little bit in front of your heel. And I cracked it off. So it was basically just like jiggling in place, I guess. And then it swelled up, uh-huh. you know, your, your, that part of your body swells to hold everything together. So it was swelling up, but it was mashing it together. 
to where like when I walked, it would grind and it would hurt so bad. So then they put me in a boot and everything. And then I went to an actual foot doctor and he's like, oh, yeah, everything's good. It's all in the right spot. We're just going to keep you in this boot for a little bit longer until it starts to heal. And then you can start to walk again. So it wasn't terrible. I did end up having to get one of those scooters. Have you ever seen the one where you like put your knee on and you mm-hmm. let your foot hang and then you, you you scoot around? I got one of those for a little bit. um, And then... I went back to the doctor and he's like, okay, can you stand on it? So, And he's like, he's not even saying like, okay, you've healed this much. You should be able to blah, blah, blah. He's just like, can you stand on it? And I'm like, I can because, you know, when I had the scooter, I was like, I can't do anything. I don't want to sit here and do nothing. And everyone kept on yelling at me like, dude, you need to rest. Your, your, your foot needs to heal. My mom, especially, but I would just like stand up and hobble across the room or scooter across the room, or I'd be playing with my little cousins, like scooting laps around them and doing stupid stuff. So once I got to the doctor, he's like, can you stand? And I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of have been. He was like, oh, (laughs) Uh, okay. So I I don't know. Walk walk across the room for me. So I walked across the room and, and, you know, it hurt a little bit when he was going. So then he gave me a new boot and the new boot had airbags in it. So you put your foot in and then you pumped it up until everything was tight. Man, that boot, I could walk wherever I wanted because it held everything in tight and it couldn't move. So that was great. And then the process was like that for another, I don't know, month, month and a half. And then I took the boot off and now it's like, I don't, I don't know if you have this problem with whatever you broke, but when it's cold or when I move my foot a certain way, I still get pain. I, uh, I, I broke the, there's like a little bone in like, in like the middle of your foot. I can't remember what it's called either, but I broke that. So I, there's really like, they really can't do much about it. They can, I had to stay on crutches and mm-hmm. like, didn't wear shoes and stuff. Uh, and it was like, said, we give you a boot, but it's really not going to do much for you because it, it's such a small bone and there's not really much room for it to move around. So I just basically like triple socked it and went to school with crutches on. But the thing that sucks is if I walk around for a long period of time, like, you know, you got a girlfriend or mom wants to go shopping. And so you're out for like two to three hours walking around stores about hour one and a half. Uh, my foot's screaming at me. So it's not yeah. the only thing. And the cold weather does affect it a little bit. It's like, uh, like today it's like, I think it's in the forties here and it's a little walked outside and I was like, Oh God, I'm not go- doing anything outside today right yeah that's that's how mine is like when it's when it's a nice summer day and i do a lot of walking i do start to feel it but it's when it's cold it's like no please stop (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 a a doozy uh the max i've broken bone that i've had i broke my nose like three times so (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, it was kind of rough, but that's the only. But it's a that's a what that's cartilage that's broken. So, I don't necessarily get pain in my nose, but um, yeah. <laughs> I think that would suck if you'd get like the, 
the pain, uh, like what's it called, in your nose, like you guys are getting just because it's cold. <laughs> it's cold outside, so your nose is just an excruciating pain. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> my nose. <laughs> like, I wasn't even thinking about my nose. I broke my nose when I was really, really young, and we didn't even know it was broken, so it kind of healed a little wonky. <laughs> Yeah, mine mine healed fairly wonky too. Like they had to obviously snap it into place, but it was like uh, a lot of times, like it just I don't know, it healed like where it just made my base of my nose a little bit more wide than it would have been, mm-hmm. um, just because of just the two breaks. Like <laughs> my brother kicked me. How how you know is like my brother kicked me in the face. That's how I broke it once. And then my cousin punched me in my my face, and I broke it a second time. Ow! My brother kicked me in the face. Yeah, there. It was when we were kids. I was tickling him on his foot, and uh, you know, it's like one of they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna like stop, like stop," you know, "I'm gonna kick you." And while one, he he actually did kick me right in the face, (laughs) and I just (laughs) fell off the bed because like he was on my mom's bed or whatever because we were hanging out in her room. And it was just like boom, and I just I fell back, <laughs> like like just headshot, like I just <laughs> I fell like very quickly, and uh, that's all I really remember. Uh, what, what about the third time? The third time I claim right, and no one wants to believe me, but I remember us being at a playground. And I was on this bridge, you know, like those bridges that would like that would move around like that are at parks and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. so I was on that and someone was jumping on it and I tripped and I could have sworn my brother's foot again, came straight to my barreling straight to my face with his shoe. (laughs) So (laughs) that's what I remember. And I could have sworn I broke it a third time. They're saying no. And I was like, all right, well then I just was kicked in the face real hard. Right, and like my I nose know, hurt, but I, I broke this twice, and it feels like it's broke again. <laughs> but it's confirmed twice. But I, they, I could have sworn a third. They, they, they're saying no, but I remember a shoe to my face. Like that's <laughs> so. <laughs> I really love shoes, Justin. Yeah, it's uh. So I don't like feet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I bet you learned a valuable lesson: never tickle people's feet. Yeah, no, I still do it. Uh... <laughs> You're like, ah, I'll take another broken nose. <laughs> like, uh, I, I remember I do it a lot to, like, my ex. And uh, I would also, you know, uh, do it to, like, my brother still. Like, if he's just chilling there, I'm going to, like, harass him. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> He'll just get pissed at me. But, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson and not learn yeah yeah lesson lesson totally not learn for sure (laughs) who needs to learn when you can just keep doing it exactly (laughs) you know who learns nowadays right i mean kids if i were you i would put away those books and no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) i think it's uh pretty good to learn what about jobs have you guys ever read like done anything essentially where it was very painful like in the way like maybe falling off a ladder or tripping on something 
Like you are in your years of working, uh, like Austin, have you worked retail at all? And have you had any sort of experience where it was like super awkward and you fell or you dropped something or you just experienced any sort of pain during your job? Um, there was one time that I can think of in particular. Um, I, the my first job was at a uh, a little convenience store, and they made uh, fried chicken and fried foods uh, for people for lunch and stuff. And we every night you would have to clean those fryers. Well, one time I didn't realize that somebody hadn't turned it off, so it'd been going the whole day. And so I went to start cleaning it, and as I started cleaning it, it just like big old oil bubble or whatever you want to call it popped and just seared my whole arm. And that might've been the worst pain I've ever felt. It was like, it was like hundred and whatever degrees or however hot it is. And it just like felt like it was going to burn my arm off. It was, it was pretty painful, but, and I, I just came running out of the back, like just shaking my hand, saying all the words that you can't say when you're working somewhere. And, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I was probably I'd probably been working there like two months. Thank God the person that was wor- working with me was my mom because she was she like took care of me and helped me out. But I was like, it, w- <laughs> it was painful. I, I was like, I'd never messed with anything like that. And I don't think somebody would just leave that on for see, they start cooking at like uh, 7 a.m. and leave it on until 9 p.m. Like that's a long time. Oh, so, yeah, that was that was the worst and it was kind of awkward because there was customers there and stuff. So <laughs> I was, I, after I was done, I could think straight again. I was like, Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Like these, we're in a small town. These people know who I am. And I just came running out like a fool screaming <laughs> with my arm flinging around, saying dropping bombs. <laughs> I think awkward works for the best stories. <laughs> it was, it was definitely awkward. That's <laughs> I I can definitely pull up a moment that wasn't necessarily a lot of pain, but it was like awkward because I had to ask the customer for some um, simple medical help. <laughs> really? Boy. Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. Do tell. I well, I was working on a security panel and I was kind of prying at something with my screwdriver because it wasn't coming off, and. I took a second and I'm looking at what I'm doing. I'm like, if I slip, this screwdriver is going to go directly into my hand. And then I'm like, well, I probably won't slip. It'll be fine. I get this part halfway off, right? It's just this little tab. We're talking about a little tweaker screwdriver. I mean, it's like an eighth inch wide at most. It's not that big. The little precision one. And the piece pops all the way off like... It didn't like open up like a door like it was supposed to. It just popped off and left. And guess where the screwdriver went? Directly into the palm of my hand. Oh. Like you heard the noise of the screwdriver puncture my skin. It oh. went that like it was in there. And then I looked at my hand and, and like as soon as it happened, I was like, ah! <laughs> Oh like that, that was my exact reaction when I was in the customer. I, like it, it went in my hand. I heard the noise. I looked at my hand and like, it took a second to register. And then I realized that the screwdriver is 
in my hand. Like I could let go of this oh screwdriver sticking out of my hand. And I'm just like, hmm. <laughs> No, that's so gross. (laughs) You know, I'm not thinking. I'm just like, oh, okay. I popped it out. And you heard that noise again. You heard like the... (laughs) I pulled the screwdriver out of my hand. Oh, no. And you know, like, I don't have it all the way open, right? I'm just looking at it. I'm like, huh, it's not bleeding. Okay, I'm good. You know, I poked it a couple of times. Like, it, it, it felt like something went in my hand. It hurt. And then I'm like, cool. So then I open my hand to like look around the other side, and all of a sudden I like I opened the hole, right? When I oh. opened my hand all the way out, flat, just like gush, and I'm like, oh fuck, customer lady. Um, <laughs> I was like, you have a band aid, and she was like, yeah, yeah, it's in the bathroom, it's right over there. I'm like, can you possibly grab it for me? She had so and she gets up and I'm holding my hands like cupped together, like holding all the blood. And I just go to her kitchen, her her sink. And luckily it was like empty, like not like she just did dishes or something. I'm like, can you turn this on? And I put my hand under it and I let go of my handful of blood. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, it's OK. It's fine. And meanwhile, like the, the hole in my hand is near my thumb, right? So I'm holding my thumb over the hole so it stops bleeding. And I'm rinsing all the blood off my hands. And, like, there was a lot of blood. Like, I I was like, how is it still coming out? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she gives, I, I rinse it all off. It's all good. And then she gives me a Band-Aid. You know, just a normal size Band-Aid because it's not a big hole. So I move my thumb real quick. I put the Band-Aid on. And I let it sit for a little bit. And the band-aid just turns red. I'm like, God damn it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it won't stop. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, do you have paper towel or a rag or something? And it's like, yeah, right there. Can you grab it? Because I can't let go of this. <laughs> so she gives me this big wad of paper towel. I'm I just had to hold it on my hand for like 10 or 15 minutes. There wasn't nothing I could do about it. Just hold it there until like the blood clot started, you know? And then I let go and I kind of wiped off what was on top. And rinsed it off again, and it wasn't bleeding this time. I opened my hand up. There was like, you know, it wasn't gushing. And I put another Band-Aid on it, and I'm like, okay, cool. I go back over to the panel, and I start putting it back together, right? Well, I didn't know it was bleeding again. And all of a sudden, I look down, and I look next to my foot, and there's like three big drops of blood. I'm like, fuck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> back to square one. There's like no pain. So I'm like, I grab that big wad of paper towel again. I rip this band-aid off and I'm holding it again. And I'm like, and you know, it it's COVID. So we have like cleaning supplies and stuff in our van. So I go out to my van, I spray my hand down, I clean it up, it burned like a bitch. And then I made sure it wasn't bleeding again and I put another band-aid on it. And then I came back inside. I have this big jug of cleaner. And I have, you know, some rags and stuff. I'm spraying down her floor. I'm wiping up her floor. And she's like, oh, no, no, you, you, you don't have to worry about that. It's it's okay. I'll get it later. I'm like, no, I have blood all over your floor. I'm going to clean it. <laughs> yeah, I would hope. <laughs> Can you imagine a worker just bleeding all over your floor? Just and leave you a little like, evidence you were there. <laughs> right, right, exactly. That would have been then, so bad. So I, I get it all cleaned up. And 
she's like, are, are you sure you're okay? Because that was a lot of blood. And like, meanwhile, after I cleaned her floor, I have, you know, like the shop paper towels, those thick blue ones. Mm-hmm. That's what I have in my bucket for my cleaning supplies. Well, I had three of them covered in cleaner and blood. So they were just turned red after that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so disgusting. So it, was, it was like a little much. I mean, the cleaner diluted the blood and made it and, and made it more, and the blood's like red dye. So it made it look a lot worse than it really was. But the first puncture, and I hadn't really realized how much blood was coming out, that first time that I took my hands over to the sink and then just opened up my hands again, now that was a lot. <laughs> so did you, like, get stitches or anything? No. Oh, my goodness. No. That is I just, so nasty. I just put the band over it, and I held some pressure on it. And like, I'm not really a bleeder. Like I can, like my bleeding stops easily if you hold something over it. Like, you know how some people you go get a shot and they have to put the gauze on you because you keep bleeding. Yeah. Well, pull the needle out and just wipe it and I won't bleed anymore. Like that's it. So for my hand, it was just as long as I didn't open my hand all the way. Like, you know how you go high five someone, you have a big open flat hand. (laughs) As long as I didn't do that. would stay closed because it was like right near a crease in my hand and then i put a band-aid over it and i just like had to let it be for a little I bit i just had this picture in my br- like just brain or like i just pictured you just high-fiving someone just like blood squirting everywhere it's just like yeah. <laughs> high five it's just like <laughs> hand explodes with blood <laughs> It feels like he just high-fived someone with, like, a bunch of ketchup packets in his hand. <laughs> the, guy, the guy's like, man, you have really sweaty hands. Oh, my God, that's not sweat. <laughs> he just faints. <laughs> his hand's just, like, red. That that would be interesting. <laughs> like, I could imagine if she had, like, white carpets, Tyler, and you just oh, got man. <laughs> I very lucky it was slate tile. And I did not rip into the grout. <laughs> Uh, I was, it was like only on the tile. I got my cleaner and I got it all wet and I buffed it out and no more stuff everywhere. Yeah, I probably got a little bit lucky. Right yeah, there. like, man, dude, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, I, I don't have any stories, I guess, remotely close to that in my job. <laughs> like going weird. back to like when I was working at Kohl's, I worked in the shoe department for a while and I would go to the storage room to, like, get shoes, right, for customers or whatever. So one time I was getting shoes, and you in the in our stock room, it was, like, at the time, it was, like, so messy. It was insane. So, like, boxes were just placed in not, like, a, you know, you could just stack boxes, right? But they placed the boxes, whoever was working before me had like placed the boxes in the most awkward angles and you're like reaching up there right and you you pray that you don't have to get the boxes from the top section of the shelving and well i would had to get a box for a customer at the top of the shelving and so like i started grabbing a box and it was like in the middle. It was like think of like Jenga, right? You're so you're like you're, you're fumbling around, you're grabbing the box and I, I start pulling it slowly, and I was like, "Okay, whew, just pull this piece really fast, and you're gonna be just fine, Justin." Size twelve, here we go. And I'm grabbing the shoe, and I start pulling it, and I'm like, "All right, just a little bit more." And I start pulling it a little bit more, and I was like, "Last section, 
I got to go fast. And so, like, I pulled it super quick. And, well, all the boxes tumbled on my face. <laughs> like, like, I got buried with size 6, size 4. And uh, I was having flashbacks, and I thought I was going to break my nose again. But anyway. <laughs> all those shoes flying at your face. You just yeah. thought of your brother kicking you in the face. <laughs> boxes you now have to put them all back in boxes (laughs) yeah i i was having vietnam flashbacks and the shoes were literally kicking me in the face (laughs) it's like they were coming down (laughs) and like i think one other sort of uh how would you say like pain that i've experienced while working there is like we, we would normally deal with like a lot of like cardboard boxes and well i got my nail caught on the side of a cardboard box and it pulled all the way under my nail so i i it was pretty much like oh. a giant paper cut that Your nail, I, those are the worst yeah that i vouch for cardboard cuts are kind of bad sometimes and yeah. like what you're saying i've had that happen where you ran your your nail on the edge of a box and you feel it slice under your nail yep. that's worst i've had it several times (laughs) i remember one point um where i was with junior to myself (laughs) it's happened a lot at work and then i remember one of the first times it's happened to me i was with junior and we were shopping you know we're walking around we're uh like at a myers i don't know we're just hanging out one day and we just decided hey let's go to meyer we go to meyer and like I'm messing with the cardboard boxes where, like, I'm having, like, I'm, like, putting my finger above them, right, and, like, just, like, grazing my hand over them, and I just, like, end up cutting myself, and I just go, "Uh uh-oh, and Junior's like, what? I'm like, I think I cut myself, and then my finger just started bleeding like crazy (laughs) all, all over this freaking cardboard cutout thing. And I was like, yeah, we should probably go. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay, let's go. And I just started my, like, there was a lot of, like, just blood for no reason on my hand. I, I guess I was a bleeder. Well, you're if like, you eh, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> At the time, it was like, I wasn't. So I was like, it was like one of my first cuts that I've gotten with cardboard oh. before. And I didn't even know that it could do that. And I was like, oh. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. Yeah. That's but, you know, all pain aside, I think we're a little bit past time for uh, a break. So uh, we're going to throw this over to our sponsors. We'll be right back. And I promise you guys, no more pain stories. And uh, I'm sorry if it feels a bit cringy. It's a nasty. <laughs> it was not our goal whatsoever. <laughs> I'm probably more than enough cringe. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, we'll we'll change pace for you guys, uh, but I hope you guys enjoy this word from our sponsor, Adam Stone, a unique and talented artist hitting the alternative rock scene. Listen to him as he jams his way into becoming a new hit artist. Listen to Adam Stone singles for free on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. 
follow your favorite ghost, Adam Stone, on Instagram and Facebook. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsors. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, I do want to remind you, please like and subscribe if you're on our YouTube. Uh, We know there's... uh, quite a bit of you listening on youtube and you're reoccurring you're coming back from episode to episode to episode and you know what i want to say a thank you first off for listening and enjoying the podcast itself but uh please subscribe and hit that notification bell i know it gets old but i want you guys to know when there's a new episode up because again it comes up every weekend Oh, it used to be every Friday, but we're just in the schedule again. I am a college student, all right? Okay, so please forgive me. Uh, And there are a lot of home things. So we want to run as professional as possible, but there's a lot of stuff going on. But with that said, it's going to be up every weekend, so I want you guys to know when we're going up. Uh, how, you know, how quickly we're going just get that notification. You can hop right in and listen to our new episode as soon as it's up. So again, hit that subscribe button and that notification bell, uh, because we're building a community here and you know, how much more can you ask? It's free. Um, and if you're listening over on Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes, we didn't forget you either. Please hit that follow button as well so you can get all the notifications of the latest episodes coming up every weekend. Again, and if you if you don't know, n- coming up soon is going to be Thanksgiving break for us. So we're not going to be posting a lot of uh, episodes for, I think, like just two weeks. But we'll hopefully be recording. But with that said, uh, let's get right into it. Tyler, you, you had some fun stuff for the Apple to talk about, some new things, new developments. I, I did, but I just wanted to remind everyone real quick, don't forget about our social media. We need followers there, too, just like we have on our YouTube. So everyone on YouTube, get over there. Link um, in the description. There you go. But the thing I wanted to talk about with Apple, they have... Another new product, and it kind of feels like I'm Apple fanboying right now because now I'm debating if I want this product. You know, I don't know yet. Haven't decided. But it is the M1 chip. So Apple's been talking about this for a while, and they want to have their ecosystem 100% Apple. So now they're doing, they have the MacBook Air and they have the MacBook Pro 13 inch and they have the Mac mini, but they all have made their own processor. So, and I was actually quite surprised. I'm looking at it and I went to their store tab and the 13 inch starts at $12.99, which it's an Apple price. Everyone knows how that works. But then when you go scroll down, scroll down, here is 10th gen Intel Core i5. 1700 well, $1,800 rather. So Apple actually made this new laptop and it's cheaper. So I was really surprised at that. So not only did they make this new processor, they claim that it has 
much better performance per watt, a, a much faster. Well, they actually make a bold claim: the fastest integrated graphics. So, and if you've ever used a MacBook Pro, you really just don't get graphics horsepower unless you're plugging it into an external graphics box. But maybe now you won't have to do that as much. But just those prices, I was super surprised with the prices. I was expecting we're just going to keep everything super expensive and that's it. So I was pleased with that. Um, but it went from being a processor. And then if you know anything about computers, you have the processor. That's your main unit that controls everything. And then your motherboard holds everything else. On your motherboard, you have your RAM, your other control chips that ha handle all the other processes on the board. Well, now they took all that and put it onto one chip, which is the M1 chip. And it's one of those things you call a uh, system on a chip, an SOC. So it makes it a lot more efficient, too. So it, rather than having to power your processor, your RAM, your graphics chip, and everything else, now you're just powering that SOC because it has your RAM and your graphics and everything built into it. So it's faster and more efficient. So I thought that was a really cool thing, plus that price. I've, I thought it was going to be something completely ridiculously expensive, and they actually made it cheaper. That's kind of surprising. Apple doesn't doesn't go cheap uh, very often. They're they're usually pretty uh, pretty pretty expensive. I know whenever I got my MacBook well, Air, mind, you're still paying that premium. You're still paying yeah. over thousand dollars for a thirteen inch laptop, mm -hmm. but it's closer to a thousand instead of two thousand. Yeah. So so is that like is that mother or is that uh yeah that motherboard? Is it going to be like quite a bit smaller then now? Like, are they going to have more room? Maybe are they going to have a bigger battery in this, this new laptops? Like, what are they going to do with that space? Yes. They were talking, and especially in the MacBook Air. The MacBook Air has this tiny little board in it, and most of it's all battery. And I'm trying to find the specs right now. I'm trying to pull it up while we're talking. But it was, here we go up to 18 hours of battery life on the air and up to 20 hours of battery life on the 13 inch. Now to wow. put that in perspective, the Apple 16 inch, which has a bigger battery cause it's a bigger machine, but they haven't updated it to M one yet. It's still running Intel. That one has 11 hours of battery life. Yeah. You know, you're not actually, you're not gonna really get that eleven hours either. Like it all depends on your usage case. Yeah, if you're doing anything like even if you're surfing the web, you're gonna you're probably looking at closer to eight hours, maybe. Right, like like if if you're telling me you have an advertised average eighteen hours of battery life, depending on what I'm doing, I'm going to expect somewhere around twelve to fifteen, and for the twenty, I might expect somewhere from. 15 to 18. Now, if you're, if, if you're video editing, expect like six and 10. Still, that's pretty good considering because editing videos or I'm sure even watching YouTube or if you're gaming on it, I don't know why you'd game on a, 
uh, Apple computer. But if you gamed on it, you're gonna you're gonna drop down those hours significantly. But if you can still get ten hours of battery life out of that, that's like nobody in the market can do that. Right. Like, but nobody in the market is running an SOC. Also, everyone's true. running dedicated parts, everything. But now you have the M1 chip, which just like Apple's phones, you have an Apple processor, you have an Apple motherboard, you have an Apple phone, you have Apple software. It's all made to integrate. Whereas the MacBooks, you had the Apple computer that was running everyone else's brand parts inside. And then you had you had it wasn't as efficient because you had to tailor to them. Well, now Apple can say, this is our chip. This is how we want it to work. This is how the software needs to work with it. And they can change everything about that chip and make everything work perfectly. I'm just curious what the drawbacks are. I mean, you it know, sounds incredible. Like, is there going to be limitations? Like, can they, are they going to, is that chip, like, if that chip goes out, like, on a normal right. motherboard, if a chip goes out, you replace it. If that chip goes out, you, like, a new laptop. I, I guess that's another thing for um, Apple wanting to reduce their carbon footprint because this makes parts easier and cheaper to manufacture where they could recycle an old motherboard and reuse everything from it. And then all they have to do is put a new processor on it or whatever part went bad. Mm-hmm. Whereas okay. before, when you had an Intel board in a laptop, that Intel board had a bunch of stuff on it that was all soldered and they were all different chips. And sometimes in laptops, you have serial numbers to where if you change a part, the laptop's not going to work anymore. Apple's famous for doing that in their phones too. As they just started doing that with their phones, like people who aren't Apple uh, techies can't even work on the phones anymore. Like Best Buy, Thank God Best Buy works with Apple and has like a, I don't know, a contract with them or something where they can work on the phones. But I know it's put a lot of people in a little bit of a hurt. You have to be you have to be certified by Apple, which is actually pretty easy to do. You basically just have to pass a test and fill out some forms. But it still makes it more of a pain in the ass. So I'm I'm expecting the drawbacks to be okay, obviously. Like, I have a MacBook Pro 15-inch from 2012. I can upgrade my RAM. I can change hard drives. I can do whatever I want inside that laptop. It's all modular inside. These new ones, what you buy is what you get. You cannot change them. There's no more adding storage. There's no more upgrading RAM. There's no more changing hard drives. Nothing like that. So you have to be really careful in the decision you make. You have to make sure you buy the right machine for what you need because that Mm -hmm. is one big drawback. Where I bought the cheapest MacBook Pro I found on eBay, I found it used, and I bought this base model. Well, then I went and I upgraded the RAM. I put SSDs in it. I put a Blu-ray hard drive or a Blu-ray disc reader instead of a regular disc reader in it. And that MacBook was from 2012 and it was about 2015 2016 and my macbook from 2012 absolutely crushed everyone else's macbook that they just spent two grand on and i had about 900 bucks in mine you cannot do that anymore 
That oh. is not even a question anymore. And I have a I have a 2019 uh, Air, and I mean that thing. It can't do a, it. Cannot do a lot of things. It's just very limited. Hopefully, this chip makes changes a lot of things because, like, you know, eventually, of course, you're gonna have to upgrade a computer, laptop. Laptops shelf lives are very short. Oh, hopefully, this will like chip will be really good. And you know, I'm I'm kind of hoping that's gonna be one of the major things that's gonna be much better about it because when you buy your iPhone, you know, you can get three or four years out of your iPhone. They mm. keep upgrading them, they keep them up to date, and they really keep them going. But the MacBook and all the other computer stuff, once the new processors came out and everyone started developing um, software for the new processors and now it performs badly on yours because you got old tech, I'm hoping now that we're running Apple Silicon in the MacBooks like we are the phones, I'm hoping they can really have longer support periods for them now. Yeah, that would be really nice. Make them last longer instead of having to replace them every few years. I mean, you got to think some of these MacBooks are three, four thousand dollars. So let me get my money's worth, you know? Exactly. If you're four thousand, I want four years. At least four years. So, Justin, I've been telling you to hold off on upgrading your laptop because I know you've been wanting to. And right here, what I'm looking at on my screen, this is what I was waiting for. That 13-inch MacBook Pro. That would be with the M1 chip. I think I think this is actually worth upgrading for all those people that are that were waiting. Yeah, I I, I probably because you know this I, I have a MacBook Air as well, and mine's even older than uh, how would you say Austin's. I mean, I'm over here running editing software, recording software, and all this stuff, and it's still, it just, I can feel that it's starting to run its course, <laughs> like its life, like the not, this laptop just. Laptop has also given us a few issues along the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's deleted episodes. I mean, <laughs> it's it's really just it's it's it had its life, and I think part of it too is because you know a Apple's always pushing these new software updates, and with every software update, they're making their older laptops what it feels like purposefully obsolete. Like it can't run these programs as well as it used to. Like, I have one that I have to do now, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, i got to make sure I plug in the hard drive and everything's saved. Um, because if not, like, this is, you know, it's it's going to suck, right? Um, so, yeah, honestly, hopefully, and I really like the idea that the new MacBook Pros have, like, that bar on it as well. And I think a size 13 for me is cool, so I... If if I can, right? If I have the money, I totally might just. Uh, and when is this releasing for this new MacBook? Or, I, I want to say the 13 is actually out now. It's out now. The one with the better chip. Uh, let me look. I I would recommend the 512 gig storage option, which is unfortunately a little bit more expensive. That one is 1250. 1250. Okay. So, is, wait, is that the Pro or the Air? Oh, that's the Air. I think if I were to get a new laptop, too, because I, I probably would save up 
but um, I probably would also get my brother a laptop at the same time because he's got an older MacBook Pro and that thing's run its course too. So it's like, um, but so, I mean, twelve fifty—that's about what I spent. I spent a thousand. I I spent a thousand three hundred on so this bad boy. Fifteen hundred for the MacBook Pro. I did. I gave you the air price. Oh, okay, okay, fifteen hundred. I was gonna say, I'm like, man, that's even cheaper than what the no, the air was. They haven't come out with the sixteen-inch one yet, and they haven't done the IMAX yet. But what I'm really curious for is what they're going to do for the Mac Pro, the big computer. Because when they do the iMac, that one, I mean, I, I'm assuming they're going to have more tiers. Like right now they're doing the one, the, the M1 chip. I would assume they would do something like an M2 and an M3. Where maybe in the Mac Pro... You know, the desktop style computer, they would put an M3 in and they would have ridiculous performance. But at the same time, the Mac Pro is also supposed to be able to accept graphics cards and PCIe equipment for more pro level usage. But the IMAX, that's another all in one computer, which is perfect for a system on a chip like this. And if they mm. came out with an M2 or an M3, I that iMac could show some real potential, I think. Yeah, that I mean, it sounds fairly interesting. And like uh, having that new sort of development and update with the new Macs, it, hey, it might, it, I, I think it might, it's going to be worth the price, right? Like, and I, I also like their taskbar feature as well that they have with their new uh, MacBooks uh, Pros, that is. And I think that will really help, especially now that we're recording. I could put the record button probably because uh, we record through Audio Hijack now that there's four of us. And I could probably put the record button right there on the little taskbar so I don't have to hit it to, you know, continuously play. Or maybe I could pause the recordings and stuff. And it, it it's going to benefit eventually. And it uh, sounds like a fairly interesting development. Uh, with the new apples yeah uh, just to give you guys some perspective here um it is the first personal computer with a five nanometer process technology processor that that means it's very very small and has a lot of transistors actually 16 billion but where they talk about numbers now we all know apple makes bold claims but they're saying up to 3.9 times faster video processing and up to 7.1 times faster image processing. Everyone Exciting. knows when you buy a MacBook Pro, you're going to be doing some kind of editing. Those are big numbers. That's a big leap in performance. And even if it's ha even half of that, that's still a huge leap. Like, right. Now... Why? That's a lot. That's a big. That's a huge jump. That's like jumping. That's like jumping from uh, the original iPhone to an iPhone six. Well, part of it, I think, is one they went from Intel to making their own. Whereas when you were on Intel, you had to run a sixty-four bit operating system that had a specific x eighty-six file structure. Otherwise, it did not know how to use that processor. 
So if there's a more efficient processing type out there, you cannot use it on an Intel chip. It will not work. Well, now Apple is making their own processor to work on their own machine. So they can say whatever is most efficient. That's how they design their chip to be tailored for it. And I, I really like the design of the chip because it has an eight core processor. But when you get an Intel processor or an AMD processor, however many cores on it, all of those cores do the same thing. Whereas this one, you have four high performance cores and four um, uh, high efficiency course now with so, that said are you going to be able to purchase this uh, new processor like on the market or is it specifically just for apple products no it's it's an soc that is only in an apple product oh wow just just like the bionic chip that's in your iphone like right the, the new iphone that i just ordered has the a14 bionic you cannot buy another brand phone with that chip in it. This this is an Apple processor. I like the uh, the chip that they have in the uh, uh, AirPods. Like you can only find it in AirPods. You can't find it in like those uh, right other brand of wireless phones. Exactly. Interesting. I, uh, this is I mean hopeful I'm hopeful it's like a big huge game changer and is like the beginning of another huge leap in tech but i'm also still a little hesitant because i mean everything has its drawbacks so i think i'm gonna sit back and because I'm, I'm i'm looking at sure it because if we know anything about apple they don't say oh it does really 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 good at this and it's awesome at this but they leave that butt out they yeah. don't give mm -hmm. but another thing i'm, I'm looking at here as up to two times faster CPU performance at 25% of the power. That's a big leap. See, I, I can believe the two times processing power, computing power, because, I mean, you look at you look at the new Xboxes and the new PlayStation 5. They're, they're I mean, they're nowhere near as high-tech as these computers are. They're doing things that we never thought was possible. Like with the new Xbox, you can you can have basically three games open at once and right. switch between them instantly. I mean, I've seen videos of people with their new Xboxes, and they'll, they'll hit the button to start it up, and it's already on. Like it's ready to go. It's just it's crazy well, how, how things have changed in such a short time. Well, yeah. like like an Xbox or a game console, it's. Like when okay, let's let's compare it to a desktop computer. My desktop computer has a processor, it has RAM, it has a chipset controller, it has a graphics card. Everything is separate. I can take one of those parts out and I can put a different one in. Whereas on these laptops and in a game in a game console, you have an SOC system on a chip. In that SOC, you have the chip controller, you have the DRAM, you have the graphics processor, and you have the computer processor. It's all in one chip, where you don't have to have the motherboard link them all together. 
all the motherboard does is hook it to power, um, hook it to your input, get the output going to the screen, to speakers. The motherboard doesn't do nearly as much work anymore when you have a system on a chip. So that's another reason you can get way more performance because when you think about it just when you know if you have a processor on this side of the board and you have ram over here that's in an entirely different socket and then you have on another part of the motherboard you have your storage well now just think you know when i click on this file okay my processor now has to tell my chipset to get this information from the storage load it in the ram and then the RAM has to access the L3 cache or whatever it is on the processor. All of that is now built into the same chip. Way less processing, way less bandwidth to go through. It's, it's already built into that chip. So you don't even have to... That's why it's so much faster. That's why the Xboxes can launch a game so fast. Because everything is so much closer to each other, you don't have to like wait for it. So do you think this will be a whole new wave where all of these other companies start doing this? Do you think Intel could be in trouble? Maybe AMD's in trouble? These uh, these companies that strictly these chips, do you think these, like, but uh, who else makes computers? LG? Uh, I don't know if they actually make Well, like yes and no. Because right now with the console... Um, they use a different technology, and actually, in your Xbox and your PlayStation, it's it's AMD products. Mm-hmm. AMD makes the processing units for those for that console, and you usually see everything happen in the console first, and then it gets exploded in the PC world. So right now, we're looking at they just released Nvidia three thousand. Intel's still working on their newest chips. I don't know if they're released yet or not. But actually, um, AMD just released Ryzen 3, which is what's already in the consoles. But they released it to the PC world. Well, with Ryzen 3, they have their 5000 series processors. And there's a special um, processing change that they made in those, where now you can have what's called PCIe gen 4 which we had on ryzen 2000 but or ryzen 2 i mean but now they're utilizing the bandwidth of pcie gen 4 because you can have much faster storage now where now instead of your processor saying do this do this do this do this your graphics card with the new amd graphics cards that just came out they can physically access your storage drive by itself and load everything it needs for the game to to process the picture or any kind of physics rather than the processor having to say okay this scene is coming this is what i need physics done and then hand it over to the graphics card and this is what scene i need rendered and then hand it over to the graphics card now the graphics card can say i'm running this game this scene's coming it'll go straight to the storage and pull what it needs to render it so that's, that's what the Xbox is doing with the system on a chip. But now they're bringing that into the PC world too. So other people are going to start adopting this technology 
when it happens, I don't know. Apple, I can say Apple is usually the last one to adopt something. But right now they're doing it first. So that did surprise me. They've been, uh, I think, I don't know uh, whether they've had changes in uh, CEO or anything. Something has changed because I feel like in the last three years, Apple has gone from, I mean, well, somewhat innovative. Yeah. But like they're like, they're like innovative in the Apple world in a sense. Like, yeah. Uh, Androids have the micro USB uh, charging cable, whereas we have iPhones have the lightning cable or that uh, SBC cable or whatever. And now they've kind of shifted from that to actual like this. If this is as good as they say it is, this is a really big deal and they're going to be at the forefront of it and they're going to reap the rewards of it for sure. Because I mean, I mean, Intel, this is all, all basically all Intel does, and Apple beats them to the punch on something like this. That's pretty That's pretty wild. Right. Now, you have to assume Intel has something up its sleeve hiding or working on something. You, you kind of got to assume that. But actually, where these processors come from is uh, ARM. So ARM. ARM processors is a platform that allows you to build your own processor, build your own system on a chip. That's what Apple did here. They worked with ARM, and then they created their own, and now they're producing the M1 chip. Do you think so, Intel and AMD probably have already know enough about it? Like they make, they have an idea of how to make something like that. They already have. Well, I don't know about Intel, but AMD makes this same sort of chip for the consoles. Like I said, AMD has a system on a chip that's in the Xbox One X and that's in the PS5. It's the same thing we're looking at here from Apple. It has the graphics processor and the actual processing unit all built into the same chip that all runs off the same L3 cache. Now, the only difference is with the M1 chip and those chips is if you look in the Xbox, it still has the RAM outside of the chip. But it's very, very close. I'm Whereas assu- that one chip with Apple has it all built in. I'm assuming that with um, normally, I think how competition goes is like uh, one does it and then the next is going to do it better. So who knows? Intel and AMD might decide now to be uh, at competition essentially and start to develop these chips a little bit even like more refined than apple that's why sometimes they say in in the sort of like patented technology sort of world is like you're it's not always best to do it first because when someone else does it first then someone else is always going to make that product better so i think it might be one of those statements so what it is is apple only designs for apple you know what I'm saying? So Apple is going to make the best system on a chip for an Apple device. But they're not going to go say, hey, Dell, do you want to use our M1 chip? That'll never happen. Where that's where AMD and Intel step in. Now AMD and Intel have the chance to make an SOC to work on an HP laptop or a Dell laptop, any of those brands. And they might have something similar 
built for Windows and another brand rather than M1 in an Apple laptop. So it, I would say it is going to come, but I was just surprised that Apple did it first. Usually Apple is the follower. And, and speaking of all this sort of new developments, I mean, uh, Austin, you mentioned something about the PS5s recently, a new development, a uh, new story on them. Yeah, the PlayStation 5, I, I only, I think, is kind of shit in the bed on this launch. They've, uh, so recently they've started shutting down a lot of, uh, these like online retail stores, these like pop ups, because the new PlayStation Five, these like plates on them, you can take them off. It's super easy, and I'm assuming play, uh, Sony's idea was you could take these off and then put on custom plates. Well, a bunch of uh, online retailers popped up picking these plates and stuff, and Sony has been shutting them down one by one, uh, copyright striking them. Uh, Suing them, I think there's a couple that are going to court about it because Sony. I think they're. I'm assuming their plan is they're going to make these face plates, but nobody else can make them. And I think that if, depending on how this goes, it could change a lot of things because if the, if you can't make random face plates for a PlayStation Five, does that mean you can't make stickers for it either? Like, I think it's gonna. It's be a really hairy situation with that and then they've also uh, news came out that the chips one of the chips that is in the playstation 5 is like really far behind on orders the company that makes the chip for sony is struggling so they've had to cut back they i think they started out they were going to make like 20 million playstation 5s and that, then they cut back to 11 million, and now they're cutting 4 million more off of it. So there's oh, only going to be 7 million. And I, the whole world is going to hurt. <laughs> yes. And, and I, I truly believe that console wars, if you want to believe in it, console wars are won in first six months of the consoles. That's when yeah. you're going to have your just incredible sales. And I think that this sets. Microsoft is set up really well. Hopefully, they don't screw it up. It could they could take this generation by storm. They already have the most powerful unit. They also aren't suing people for wanting to make plastic plates or whatever they're made out of. Yeah. For <laughs> I did oh. hear about that as well. Uh, I there was this there was this company called Plate Station where they yes. were developing the custom plates and people were ordering them like ahead of time. And, uh, yeah, um, first off, they were going to get sued because of the name Plate Station just because they wanted it to sound similar to PlayStation. So then they changed it. Uh, I forget the name. Uh, I'm sure there will be an article if you guys search it up. Um, but now they're – okay, so then, okay, they changed the name. But they still were going to develop the plates. Uh, for custom colors and stuff like that. And then Sony was going to take them to court again. And then so now they're just doing... They are doing custom decals, uh, skins. So like just normal. I don't understand why they say that's a problem. Because if anyone goes to this store and, buy, and buys a plate for the PS5, doesn't that guarantee a PS5 purchase? Right. <laughs> like, I feel like... Sony should be like shoveling money towards these 
smaller companies that are doing this type of thing or like somebody to do this because if you think about it like okay the decal like the stickers ha have been a thing for a really long time plates on like different uh consoles and stuff like only a company that's really done this to a, like a big degree was nintendo with their like 3ds's and their uh ds nintendo ds's and stuff like that now sony has an opportunity because i could go out and buy those stickers for 10 bucks but i'm like ah i want to get an xbox instead and it's just a sticker whereas these plates are like something this is like a tangible decently sized object that you just bought like i feel like in your mind you're gonna be more likely to go ahead and still get the ps5 because we all know it's a struggle to find one right now you, you could buy the plate now and you're like oh i can't find one but i'm just gonna wait and i'm gonna get one anyways because i already bought a faceplate for it and i think they've kind of right and i'm, I'm actually looking at a different perspective right here too and I'm thinking back in when you were looking at the Xbox 360s, they had so many special edition Xbox 360s that had actual like different outside pieces that were, you know, a special edition for different games. Like I had a Gears Xbox 360 with the oversight hard drives and the whole outside of the Xbox. It wasn't like a sticker. It was legitly made for the Gears game had different graphic and everything on it. So now I'm thinking, okay, rather than let's try to sue this company, let's let's get rid of them. Why don't we say, hey, um, let's make some special edition consoles because you can tell me right now, you're telling me there won't be a shit ton of people that would order the special edition Spider-Man PS5? Yeah, and even aside from that, Tyler, I don't know if you remember because I still have one of the original 360s, but you could pop off that front faceplate, and I have a Halo one, and oh, yeah. just swap oh, it out. Different ones, but that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like they could say, "Oh, you you could go. This is my favorite game. Go to a uh, PlayStation and get you know the graphic for your favorite game on your PlayStation." Or maybe just simply people don't want the giant white tower in their living room, so buy some black plates for it. That's yeah. still you a purchase to sell your console because someone else is also trying to make accessories for the console yeah it's it's pretty ridiculous i mean i i agree with uh austin on this one that playstation's really screwing the pooch <laughs> like they're just yeah. <laughs> they and are then, going uh, about it the the wrong way by storm anyway if we want to talk about console wars because the xbox is more diverse yeah for the gamer out there you have the xbox series x for all the parents that want to buy their kids the new console for christmas right around the corner they can all go buy the xbox series uh what what is it s the little white one that is yeah that and is right there we're gonna have next generation consoles in every little kid's room and their parents aren't gonna look at the ps5 versus the pss they're gonna look at the 500 versus the 250 yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and and the pricing, I, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's if they're making a profit off of the systems alone, it's not very much, in terms of Microsoft, because I mean that, that uh, Xbox Series S is three hundred dollars. That's that's less than the lower tier Xbox Ones were. 
back and whenever they came out. I mean, Microsoft, I think, is really do- setting themselves up for a really successful uh, generation just because they're they're kind of Sony is I doing what Sony is doing. They're just making Microsoft look better because Sony right now I think looks like a huge cash grab. They look very greedy, uh, whereas Microsoft. I mean, you look at them, they're working with Nintendo. Like, they're talking about, I think, Xbox Live on the Switch, potentially. And and you're Uh, getting what you pay for. Really? Exactly. Wait, wait, Xbox Live potentially on the Nintendo Switch? That's that's been rumored for a few months now. And they also just announced that all of their exclusives are going to be on uh, PC. Uh, Sony is looking at like, I feel like they're kind of the Apple of uh, yeah. The <laughs> they, they are. They always have been. They're like, we're gonna make our stuff better, and we're gonna keep it in like our little box over here. Like we're gonna, we're not gonna let you have Spider Man on your console. <laughs> we're gonna keep yeah. our God of War. Uh, what's the, oh, like, and here's of- another thing about the PS Five. All the new games, you can only play them to their full potential with that new controller. Mm-hmm. Now with Xbox Series X, it comes with the new controllers. But then, like Justin, you have several controllers. Yeah, I have like four. If comes over and you guys want to play a, a split-screen game. You just pick up an Xbox One controller. Now you bought your PS5 and you want to play this split-screen game or, or something like that with your buddies. Hold on. Let me get two-day shipping on an Amazon for another controller because you can't use my old controller that I have four of. Yeah, that's another big thing. I mean, that's Microsoft, a huge thing. Thought, Microsoft thought this out a lot. You can tell that they put a lot of effort into it. And it, I, it's like it, it's really a change of pace sense from microsoft because i think most people will look at microsoft as like this big global company that's in it for the money whereas this their gaming division it looks like they're trying their best to make the best experience for gamers the cheapest price possible this generation i really feel like when you go to buy a microsoft gaming product right now you are getting everything you can out of it yeah and And it's basically a little computer now gotten they've gotten so good at they've got really good processors in them now and the all the other tech is like it's it's getting to the point where that we're going to come to a point where consoles are going to be just as powerful as these pcs i think we're going to see a lot more cross-platform coming to the ground because before we didn't do much cross-platform because everyone said well you have a computer it's unfair to play with you well, with the performance that we're talking about with these new consoles, I really think it's going to be more and more like that. I think we're going to see more co-op games again. I think we're going to see more cross-platform. Time will tell, but I don't see any reason not to bring all that out there. Yeah. And that's just going to fuel the entire gaming network. Everything is going to explode for that. And on that note, I think we should throw it over to uh, a quick sponsor break. I hope you guys uh, enjoy this quick word from our sponsor. We'll be right back with some more interesting stuff. We told you what changed the pace. (laughs) All right, you guys enjoy this word from our sponsor. I often find myself wondering, what's next? 
What lies ahead? Where do I go? How far will I go? We often think about tomorrow, but what's the point? What's the point of not looking at what we have in front of us? Why not look to the present and be grateful? Why do you run from today? What difference does it make if everything you have today can be gone tomorrow? So I urge you, live for today. Search EBXYA on Amazon today to get all of your XLR cable needs. Link in the description. And we're back from that word from our sponsor. As usual, all the people we work with and all of our sponsors are going to be in the description below. So please click that little description. Look in there. Give some people a shout out. We got good old EBXYA if you guys are looking for XLR cables. Again, I can't talk about them enough. You've been using them for about almost like two years now. Absolutely wonderful. Um, as in regards to Adam Stone, check out his music. He's always got some new bops, new beats. If he gets a new song out, maybe we'll bring him back in the studio, uh, to talk about those exciting, exciting bits. Um, as well as the, uh, good old BMMB animations. If you want to check him out, his, uh, he's in the link in the description. He does all the visuals, uh, for the Amateur Hour podcast. Now... That aside, again, please subscribe and hit that notification bell and follow us if you're on all the other platforms. Anyway, <laughs> uh, now that that's aside, uh, you got some funny new developments actually about since we're on the topic of consoles uh, with the new Xbox. Uh, is that right, Austin? Yeah, so uh, I, I witnessed some viral videos going around where and Xbox looked like it was on fire. <laughs> and it uh, not too long after that came out, uh, you know, everybody, of course, comments. First thing they do is they're like, oh, this Xbox sucks. It's, it can't do what they're saying it can do. It's, it's already on fire and it's day one. Well, turns out these kids that made this video decided that they were going to tape into their Xbox. Um it sounds like the most genius <laughs> idea you could ever do is put a li- uh, liquid, basically, you know, water vapor into your Xbox with all this tech in it. Well, they were, what they did is they turned their Xbox off and they just like went to town vaping and just blowing all the smoke inside of the Xbox. Well, these new Xboxes have a very, very powerful uh, uh, fan in them now. It's just one big fan and just comes right out of the top. And so they turn that Xbox on and the moment they turn it off on it, all of that smoke just gets sucked right out. So of course it makes it look like the thing's on fire. Um, and Apple or not Apple, Microsoft had to come out and say in a tweet. They said, I can't believe we have to tell you guys this, but don't vape into your Xbox. Like, come on. I feel like people go to such lengths to uh, try to make Xbox or PlayStation look bad. Like, why would you buy an Xbox just to vape in it? Oh, right. <laughs> That's something more or less like a stoner would do, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I will say electronics are definitely more durable than you think. But still, you just spent like almost... 
what, what was it, six hundred dollars after tax and all that crap, and you're and you're going to vape into it. You're you're going to soak the inside of it with not not just water, whatever other chemicals that are possibly corrosive or whatever that's in your vape. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's like it's going to be like an oily mess inside of your Xbox. Well, and I mean, they say that your uh, Apple Watch is waterproof, but it's like you really need if you don't have to test it out why test it out you know <laughs> like right. they say, okay you can get your xbox a little damp you know okay well you probably shouldn't take it into the shower with you like, <laughs> <laughs> it just goes just, swimming with that, it that's my thing I, I just bought this brand new phone it has this crazy water rating on it now it's supposed to be really resilient I well, I'm not gonna take it swimming. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> like I'm just gonna drop it in the pooper now. <laughs> I just don't understand why. Like, it's got to be like a few things running through my head right now. Like these kids that made this video, either a didn't buy the Xbox, their mom bought it for them, or a parent, or something like that, grandma. Or B, they're just stupid. <laughs> There's no other, like, it's like, I just don't understand why you do it. First off, if you don't like Xbox, and, like, the whole reason for the video was to make uh, Microsoft look bad, you just spent $600 to make Xbox look bad. So, okay, you gave them a sale to make them look bad. Okay, well, whatever. Or... You just want to vape into an Xbox? Yeah, I just I, don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't get the thought <laughs> process behind that. Wait for your friend to buy an Xbox and tell him you have a great idea. Yes. Ah, exactly. Oh, your own. <laughs> More and than I've idiot. also... I've seen... Just off of on the topic of people doing dumb stuff to their new Xboxes, I saw a video last night where a guy... It was a. It was the brand new Xbox Series X. Decided to see if it could survive being ran over by a truck. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> Xbox is not stress test to get run over by a two ton truck. <laughs> what? I mean, things people do. I, th- I. Maybe it's because of coronavirus people are getting bored they're trying to spice up their life but like i think that there's some way cheaper ways to spice up your life than running over an xbox (laughs) (laughs) go bowling something oh my gosh like like if you just wanted to waste your money i would have came and gave you 400 bucks for that xbox yeah exactly I would have gave them nothing and just asked for it for free if they were just going <laughs> to smoke into it. <laughs> if, if they order, see, this is what I would do. I'd order one off Amazon or something, and then I would return it and be like, yo, you guys gave me this Xbox. It's destroyed. Yeah, it's, it's smoking. <laughs> and, and, return the, and return the one that I just ran over with my truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> The Amazon, I uh, I ordered something one time. I ordered a suitcase, and it got obliterated in transit. Like it was, it was one of those hard side ones, and like I don't know what happened. It, honestly, the guy probably ran it over. It was destroyed. <laughs> so I just returned it, and they 
they had discontinued. It was like an Amazon product. It was like their Amazon Basics line or something. Mm-hmm. They returned it, gave me a refund, and then sent me an email saying that they would pay for me to get a new suitcase, basically. Right. Um, and they didn't care what the brand was. And so I got a free suitcase out of it. Did you look like a really nice one? <laughs> I I think the one I got. I mean, is okay, but it was like it was like a hundred dollar suitcase. Where the one that I was originally buying was like seventy five eighty. They, I mean, they were like, "All right, pay for it." So I was like, "Okay, that's but, awesome." I mean, I just it just blows my mind. People, I think it goes to show that. Xbox is taking a slight lead, and that's why people are doing all this stuff. Is they're like, we need to make Xbox look bad, so we're gonna run over an Xbox with a truck because that'll prove things to people. Either that, or just people are weird. I mean, what can... <laughs> that, that that's probably the real answer. People are just weird, and we we live oh. in a strange time. I I don't know what to do. Yeah. They do it for the views. Yeah, they do it for the yeah. views on that video and you're monetized or you have ads or sponsors, you probably made more than $600. But still, they do it for the, the I TikTok. I can't afford that, so I just don't want to do it. Yeah, I will. We'll be destroying consoles one day. <laughs> yeah, right? If it's very lucrative business, like, why not? <laughs> If I'm gonna make ten thousand out of destroying a five hundred dollar, you know, Xbox, and hey, let me buy all the other Xboxes, make all the poor kids feel bad. Like, <laughs> well, and the other thing, it's like you see these people doing these things to Xboxes, and you're like, if you're somebody that wants one, you're like, oh, I could that Xbox that just got ran over by a truck. I could have had that. Like, why? <laughs> been in my house you know sitting nice and dust free but no now it's destroyed now it's absolutely obliterated <laughs> life of that xbox is over um it's wild speaking of xbox justin we've been uh we've been spending a lot of time on xbox recently playing the new cod and I was uh, a little curious what your what your thoughts are on it. I know we have a little bit of a different idea of what we think of it. Um. So thoughts on the new Call of Duty, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, something else longer in the title. No, I'm just kidding. Um. So my thoughts on it. I so far have enjoyed the campaign. I haven't beat it completely. I'm really rushing to try and beat it right away. Cause I know their campaigns are pretty short as well, so as of recent. And um, this one seems to be relatively short as well. As long um, as your Xbox doesn't blow smoke while you're playing, you should be good. Well, here's the thing, Tyler. You're going to enjoy this. Uh, there's been a lot of issues with, so far, the new COD where... It's turning people's consoles off. <laughs> and uh, too much power. Yeah, it's happened to me. Uh, but I'll, I'll get into that in a sec. So let's get into the so far the gameplay and everything. Um, 
I love the new zombies, the new iteration of zombies and what they're trying to do with it. It makes me feel just all warm and fuzzy inside because it feels like, okay, well, Call of Duty's not necessarily keeping to the same strict old rules of how all the other Call of Duties were. They're changing it up, and uh, I enjoy that quite a bit. Um, also, with that said, so I enjoy zombies. I... Warzone is its own separate entity, so I won't even touch on that. Um, and as for the multiplayer, so I have mixed feelings about it. There's parts of it where I enjoy the arcadey sort of feeling of the gameplay uh, when it comes to multiplayer, because I'm like, it it really does it best. Call of Duty, when it, I guess it sticks to that arcade feeling uh, when it comes to multiplayer. But I don't know, there's... The new system that they've added for leveling up guns where it's just based off of objectives. I think it's kind of stupid because uh, now you're just forced to play like dominate, you know, domination or point two. I wasn't a fan. What happened? They did that in breakpoint two. I wasn't a fan, but they allowed you to turn the feature off. Yeah, yeah. that was a new update that. Where it's not so much like RPG. But anyway, when it comes to this sort of style, now leveling up the games and only doing objective-based things, it kind of makes it annoying because then I start playing Domination and then uh, there are a lot of instances where I was even watching a bunch of streamers last night and they're pretty they're pretty uh, decent gamers, like pro gamers. They're Nate Shot, Scump, and uh, Z Laner. I was watching them, and they were even getting spawn-trapped in these public lobbies. Like, it was just insane. <laughs> and um, I think also another thing I want to touch on is, like, the close-quarters combat for that game. It's just, it feels so messy. Like, I don't know if it's, like, the aim assist or what, but, like, you're getting pulled sometimes in certain directions, um, and certain guns just don't really fit the MO for close-quarter combat. And I... I don't know, I find that kind of ridiculous. Um, so I, I'm, I'm a bit iffed out with this new COD. I enjoy the zombies and I enjoy the cooperative, but for multiplayer, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a solid game, but I don't know, I've just, I've been having issues with the multiplayer. And I, I did want to touch on, um, they've been actually, it's the... Call of Duty Black Ops game actually has been, and it's confirmed that they've been having net like cross-platform networking issues because um, I also, again, was watching those uh, streamers last night, and they were having issues connecting um, to their other friends and stuff. So that is another unfortunate thing. And again, it's crashing consoles, uh, unfortunately, as well. Uh Probably older generation, but that, that's gotta, my take on it. Step into the PC world. That's my take on it. I uh, I think I think the problem is, is first thing I think that everybody's not taking into account that we've got this game definitely has its problems. So did the I, I was watching a few TikToks and YouTube videos last night about it because I wanted to see what other people were thinking because I knew we were going to talk about it today and thought we would and i've noticed that a lot of people like real quick to bag on the game and i understand you know when you buy a game you want it to be 
Facebook free and all that stuff. But I think people are forgetting that basically half of this game's production life was during the coronavirus. And I think that we're seeing issues that it has created because, I mean, you think a lot of these studios go back into their office. I mean, these places are in California and California has been pretty shut down. Um, and See, so I a lot of both sides of that argument, like I know where you're going with this one because yes, there's not as many people like in studios really working. They might be working from their workstations at home, stuff like that. Maybe they haven't been able to do as much testing, but the thing is for me, I could understand a few bugs, but are they releasing the game for the same premium price? I'll see that. So that here's, here's a, uh, I, I, I get that side too. I think the only issue is, is that all duties, the one thing at the staple every single year. And I think that would, I probably in terms of like having a complete game, it probably would have been a good idea to wait a few more months and get these last few bugs out because some decent bugs right now but i think the problem is is i think that they would get more flack for not releasing the game and they are getting for having the bugs they have because i mean either way it's call of duty it's gonna get on every single yeah. year and that i can probably agree on because there are some call of duty fans out there if you have a late release oh you are yeah. gonna get shit on <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they pushed it back i mean Last year's Call of Duty came out in October. This one, you know, we're like first week of November and it our second week and it's now coming out. I mean, people are already complaining about that. So I think I think people need to remember that it's, it's Modern Warfare had its problems at the beginning too. Like there was a the balancing of guns was really, really bad at the beginning of that game. There was also some cross play issues too but people kind of forgot about it now the a lot of things that we could do when that game came out we can't do because of covid so it's just highlighting those problems even more than they were before um so i think that's something people have to think take into account whenever they're talking about it because i i mean i saw a video where this guy said this is the worst call of duty ever blah blah blah, blah, blah. and it's like all right it, you don't might not like it right now but like we're three days four days in like pump the brakes a little bit because right you you do have to give it time to mature and that's with any game launch no game release is perfect not anymore i mean in the in the age of being able to send out an update for a game and fix issues most of these games i would say Honestly, I'd probably 100% of games that come out nowadays are not complete at launch. There's some type of issue that they have to fix. Right. I think that it's, it's game so definitely more has- complicated now, too. I mean, just think about it. The game that we're releasing now has to run in 4K over 60 frames per second smoothly. Yeah. That I mean, is not an easy feat. And that's just one of the basic things for the game. If you want to talk about all the rendering, all the different kind of systems it has to run on, all the different hardware it has to run on. I have a computer that's five years old. My computer has to run that game just as good as the rich kid neighbor with his brand new computer. And also, if you're thinking about Microsoft, 
Justin's Xbox has to run it just as good, and the Xbox Series X has to run it just as good. Whereas five years ago, ten years ago, it wasn't that complicating. Yeah, I mean, it's it's way more complicated. And another thing people don't think about is Modern Warfare got worked on that game for three years. Now, I have no idea whether they knew they were going to work on it for three years or because before it was a two-year cycle, so every other year these publishers were making the game. They were just flipping each year. Uh, we have no idea. Like, they either found out like mid a year where the other company, where, uh, Treyarch made their game and Infinity Ward found out halfway through the year, oh, we're, uh, we're going to a three-year cycle. So they're ahead of time. So this game had way more time Whereas Black Ops, they originally was supposed to be three years. Well, something happened with Sledgehammer, the company that was the third producer of the Call of Duty games. And so then they were like, nope, they're not making it. Now, uh, Treyarch, you're making a game in a two-year cycle again. And so I think I think that I expected there to be a lot of bugs. So my expectations were, I thought the game would be good, and I still think it's going to end up being really, really good. I just think that they were crammed in and then the coronavirus really affected them a lot. And so it's, it's caused a lot of things to go wrong, but I think that at the end of the day, they will fix them. It's right. just going to take a little bit of time, but in term- star world. Now there's just more complication right now than there ever was. Yeah. And in terms of my like personal opinions on it, I, I, my opinions differ a little bit, not as much as I thought, uh, from Justin's, I think that the zombies is pretty good. I'm an old school Black Ops Two zombies is the peak for me. I don't know if that can ever be beat. Just the maps, play style, the movement. It just felt, just felt like zombies. Um, this one's really good. I like it a lot. The point system change is a little weird, but I can get used to it. Uh, it's just a little bit of a spice it up kind of thing and I, I, I like the, the map is cool um, they, I think they need to do something about these dogs that they made they're a little overpowered I think they, uh, they've got a few glitches and I think that might be the problem where they're jumping through things and stuff but I think the zombies is good I haven't played the campaign but I've heard that it's really good I mean Call of Duty's campaigns are usually pretty good uh, they're just like Justin said, a little short. And then multiplayer, I personally like the multiplayer. I think it's I'm not a big modern warfare multiplayer kind of guy. I think it's you die too quickly. And I think that uh, this this COD's uh, multiplayer is like a mix. And I like it in some ways, but I don't like it in others. I think it's like it's not quite the old Black Ops style where you take a lot of bullets. But it's also not the modern warfare style where you die instantly. It's like a mix of the two. Um, multipliers on like where you hit somebody changes things and stuff. But overall, I mean, I think that what's come out is a more compared to the last game. The balancing of guns is a lot better. You still have the problem of explosives like with claymores in the last one. Explosives are a little powerful in this game. But overall, I think it's I think it's good. I like the maps. I think it, they innovated a lot. There's a map where you swim, and water is what I understand one of the most difficult things to program and create in a game uh, and make it look good. 
style. I I were to rate it on a scale of one to ten right now, I'd probably give it a seven seven point two because uh, I think there's room to improve, but uh, got improvement there. <laughs> Gotta add the point too. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would. It, it, it's definitely get a C right now. It's it's passing. I think after this first uh, big update that comes out, whenever it comes out, where they they'll do one before they do the first season or what. I think when that update comes out, they'll fix a lot of things that people are concerned about because you can play test a game. Like for some games, it's easy to play test. I think for Call of Duty, it's a little bit more difficult because it's so strictly relies on connection to the game because uh, they don't have dedicated servers. Like Warzone, I think, has dedicated servers, but Call of Duty itself, like the uh, multiplayer, they don't have dedicated servers unless they did that recently. So it relies so heavily on connection, and you can't uh, can't... It's hard to to play test something like that i mean it might, it's probably possible but i think it's harder to play test so like some of these bugs that are happening or some of these mechanics that are occurring are more difficult to create um but i think that they'll polish it up a little bit here in not too long and i think people will hopefully like it i'm just i'm just concerned that people are just uh, gonna hate on it to hate on it um right that's the thing to do yeah. uh, and what you were mentioning not having uh dedicated servers and stuff that's actually a big point too um because there is a game that me and justin wish we had more time to play it but anyway it's um astroneer that game doesn't well it has dedicated servers now but we don't play that way we just host off the xbox and when justin's hosting off of his xbox a console typically only has enough power to run the console well, if you're hosting a game, you're running your game, you're rendering your scene, and you're also rendering for the other person too. And you have to keep track of where each other is in the map. It's it's a lot of processing going on. So that's the same thing with the Call of Duty. If it's not well optimized, which this would be getting fixed in the future with updates and stuff, but if I'm hosting the game on my computer with a gigabit connection, really high upload, and all the horsepower that my computer has, you guys with your consoles logging in with me, we would probably have no issues. But if you are, you know, you have AT&T, you're running on a DSL connection, you have an older generation Xbox One, you're going to see a lot of issues there, especially if the game isn't well optimized. Yeah. I don't I I don't think that uh most of the things that people are complaining about they're not they're like small things that can I think are probably easy to fix but they hurt the overall experience like right. I was saying they I think they need to do an update with the uh game assist because it's just a little funky uh I'm I don't know how to explain it it's just not it's not the usual aim assist. There's something off about it. Yeah, and so it's, it's too a hard. Different. It'll I whip think, you too hard sometimes. And you're yeah, like, whoa. I think, I honestly think part of the problem is, is you know, been listening to play, uh, uh, PC 
people talk about how overpowered the aim assist is. And I'm curious, and I wonder if maybe if we're trying something new to fix that maybe. And so that's why it's just a little bit clunkier than normal. It could be. I mean, um, just be guessing. it's just, it, it's wacky how, how things sort of work. Um, and anyway, I think for honestly, I mean, I, and I've talked about this before because I wasn't going to get the new Call of Duty, but then I was like, all right, well, the beta was, you know, the multiplayer was pretty okay. Like, why not? Like, it's feels a little bit more arcadey and um, less try-hardy. Like, why not? But, I mean, you, you still got the try-hards, right? Um, but with that said, I mean, uh, I think with Call of Duty itself, I mean, it's I know it's been such, it's a game, like, every year. Wow, like, it's super cool. But I think I'm slowly just get I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> like, I, I'm really excited for... I I think they're doing amazing with this war uh this battle royale um how would you say iteration I mean I do have some hot takes I mean like I I think they should take out Gulag that's just you know, that's just me I I'd like classic battle royale when it comes to that and not having to come back cuz sometimes the dumbest things can happen in that Gulag but that's just my take um but with that said I think I'm really excited with Call what Call of Duty's gonna do with that because it's gonna carry on from game to game to game. So I don't know, I think it's it's exciting. It's exciting to to have that sort of iteration where all things are coming together to f- to make this big, awesome, fast pace for the most part, Royale. Um but there's also things they could fix with that too. Like it it has its bugs as well. But I'm curious. Yeah, go ahead. I'm wondering if maybe part of the, I mean, these last two games have both had their fair share of like bugs and issues and just mechanic issues. I'm curious and wondering if maybe issue is not that because Activision at the end of the day gets to tell these uh, publishers what they're doing or these companies, what they're going to do. It's just like with microtransactions back in the day. Division like you're going to do them whether you like it or not. I'm wondering if they have severely hampered these teams by putting so many so much into the war zone aspect because yes, it is the most popular uh, aspect right now, and this is the first time ever that I know of where the publishers and producers are working together on one project and uh, one game. I'm wondering if they put so many eggs into that basket that they've pleaded these other two baskets. And so the multiplayer and zombies for Treyarch is suffering a little bit. That I'm could curious. be a possibility if, if um, they were just not putting as much focus in other areas as they needed. That would definitely and, be a possibility. Uh, and I think maybe it also came down to they had a plan just like anybody did this last year they had a plan they probably it could have been that they were going to hire more people they were going to expand the size of these uh treyarch and infinity ward or they were going to make a whole different publisher to work with the teams to help do warzone to incorporate aspects that each of these companies wanted but with coronavirus coming in and really dampening everybody's situations Maybe that just that idea got cut or put on the sidelines until 
everything goes back to normal. Yeah. I mean, there's so many aspects to these last two games. It's just, I, I, I think uh, I like to think about things like a little bit on the, like, it's really easy to be like, oh, this game sucks from my point of view. But I think it's really important to look at the, from the company's perspective, because you got to understand, like, you know, working in my industry, it's real struggle. A lot of things that would normally be on track to be done aren't being done and stuff like that. So I think perspective is very key uh, when talking about these things. Yeah, it's very true. Right. And I think they should get a more dedicated team when it comes to working with uh, Warzone. Because there's a lot of, I think, sound bug issues that they got to fix and other bugs that have been kind of like running through and running rampant and the banning of people who, who love to cheat because they suck at the game. Um, yeah, there's so there's a lot of things that Call of Duty's got to fix, and I really hope they do. And I hope it's not a publisher issue with the Activision where they're just sort of... I think, too, part of the reason as to why they're having so much issues because possibly because the publisher Activision is pushing these individuals to pump out a new game every year. And I think if Call of Duty would just take a take a quick breather, right, and focus on singular project, let 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 a game run, even if like they wanted to let Black Ops run for a while before developing like Modern Warfare 2. And like giving it a year's break, I think that would you would see like such a huge difference in probably all the mechanics when it comes to Cold War and Warzone that it would be nice for them to focus on those projects. Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree because when you think about games like GTA, how much better did that game get every time they released? Now, GTA has some pretty big gaps. But the same rules apply. If you release every year, is it going to be like, eh, small update, eh, a little bit different, okay, cool, different maps, whatever. But then if you wait two or three years, you're going to be like, whoa, better physics. Whoa, this got way, you know, everything's going to be three years for technology are big jumps. So mm -hmm. there'll be a lot more hype. But then you'll have all the people that are like, I don't want to wait that long for the game. Or, oh, we need a game now. This company sucks. They take too long to release games. Because, honestly, I'm really, really waiting on another uh, GTA. Because that would be really nice. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think about the company. I mean, you can't lose traction. If you have an audience that's pushing you, and then all of a sudden you slow down, you are going to affect everything like that, too. Yeah. I think... I think that perspective right there, there is basically explains their Call of Duty situation. I don't think that they have, I don't think that they can do that. I think that they, if they were to go and do that, they would give a, one of these like Battlefield, um, at the time Fortnite, some one of these other first person shooters or third person shooters with this battle royale mechanic, or uh, I mean even Rogue Company. They, I think if they took a year off, um, they would uh, end up losing some of their hype train in a sense, if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, but it because does... oh, good. I was just gonna say because like Call of Duty is just like Christmas. You get one every single year. You're super excited for it. I think that if you go a year without, I mean, you look at 
you look at GTA 5, for example, I mean, yes, it's still making a lot of money. But now the problem that they're running into is that game has gone on since 2013. We're now on going on year seven, about to start year eight. And I think that that's such a long time to try to hold on to one piece of uh, media, if you want to call it that. They've ended up, they've created a lot of hype, and that's like, that's Rockstar's thing, is they create so much hype for their games. I think that the game is so old, but there's still a full lobby every time you log in. Yeah. I mean, but think of a game like CSGO, right? That's been a game that has been going on for years and is still one of the most competitive games that is out there. And people have a crazy fan base over it. And I think what Call of Duty is doing is right in regards to we're going to be cross-platform and we're going to give all the new content updates for free. I think that is a great way to sort of solidify and like bring in uh, and just make strong all your new your followers is like bringing the community together. Now, I think if they would now, I'm not asking like five, eight years, but I think if they took a good year, uh, it would be a solid enough to focus on like new war zone iterations, right? Rather than doing like events or something, they could focus on building a new map for Warzone as opposed to just one map. You have to wait a whole nother year to get another new map. Um, it, it, I think those sort of things it, they would benefit from as opposed to, you know, uh, putting out a new game and getting all the cash grab from that, which is what they're doing too. Is like you, you can start to feel it. That's like, okay, well, here's a new game. Here's a new game. Here's a new game. And that's what I like. I, I kind of think I do like about Battlefield is that they haven't dro- they don't drop one every year. And I think after they got so much backlash because they dropped Battlefield Five, well, like maybe right two away, years, maybe yeah, like two years, maybe barely a year's time, and then they're like, okay, we're gonna drop a new Battlefield. And as soon as they did that, look how bad it was. <laughs> like it just was garbage. Like their campaign and everything for it was just horrendous. That everyone hated the game. I mean. I got the game simply because it came with my Xbox. I wouldn't have purchased it. And in playing it, like, it was just such hot trash that I was so disappointed. When you put it that way, you're like, this is absolute shit. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, that was their attempt at really getting a cash grab and just, like, trying to, all right, we're going to try and pump it out right away. I think certain games need that little break. And same for... I think like Watch Dogs, right? Like they put out a new one and then they waited. The second one came out. People thought it was a little bit better, but it still wasn't what they want. Now they release this third Watch Dogs and a lot more people are interested in the innovations that they made. So I yeah. think it, they just, Call of Duty just needs to like just take a step back for a little bit before they go so much where they just they trip over their own feet essentially, right? Like you can only run so long you can only sprint so long before you have to like take a break, maybe walk a little bit and it's going to catch up to them. Like I'm saying, like with this new cod, like it might hopefully be a wake waking up moment for them to be like, okay, well let's, 
focus on it a little bit more and quit trying to sprint to the next, you know, cash grab. I think I think we also got to remember that Call of Duty it's like yes, Call of Duty comes out every single year, but in reality it's two franchises under one umbrella. You got cuz no other game do there is there two that make the same game under the same umbrella or different games under the same umbrella um because like you look at it black ops is treyarch it's a completely different experience than modern warfare is with infinity ward so realistically we are getting that that gap year or gap years problem is is that that big fat call of duty is stamped on the top of it so it doesn't look like we're getting a gap year. And I think, I don't think that we'll ever, the only t- way we would ever see a time where Call of Duty takes takes years off, like the franchise itself, like we get a Call of Duty in 2023 and we don't get one until 2025. I think the only way that would happen is if Call of Duty reduces in popularity. And as of right now, I just don't. Warzone yeah. created a new hype for the game and it's it's kind of blown up again like it was back when we were really young so i don't see it happening anytime soon could it happen maybe i think just all depends on the next generation coming up because i think another thing we think about is the fact that we've experienced so many call of duties like our opinions of how the game is is probably way different than kids our age when like when we were oh black ops 2 modern warfare 2 modern warfare 3 came out like we were what middle school high school age like how do they feel about these call of duties i think that's the audience that they need to pay attention to not necessarily us because i mean let's be real we're we're aging out right now i mean I mean, it's true, but I think then that's when I I start to say that I'm starting to mature out of Call of Duty. Um, I think, uh, like I said, I I like this Warzone iteration. I'm excited for it. It's been one of the coolest Battle Royale games that I've ever played, and I've played PUBG. I've played, uh, I haven't played Apex, but um, I've played a little bit of Fortnite and here and there, but like, I think... This Warzone iteration, really cool. I like that direction. But with Call of Duty itself, I'm just aging out of and just losing interest in what they're doing with their multiplayer. I'm just, I'm kind of over it at this point. <laughs> For me, it just, you know, it's rinse, repeat sort of, sort of deal. And I think yeah. probably the last Call of Duty I would get is Modern Warfare 3. <laughs> Cuz I know they're re they're rebooting them. So they got Modern Warfare 2, I'm for sure going to get that and then Modern Warfare 3. And that's the same thing I did when Modern Warfare 3 first came out too. After that game, I stopped playing Call of Duty cuz I was getting bored of the same old same old with the multiplayer and uh even the campaign and then they started getting weird with it too, right? With the space and all this stuff. And um, I don't know. I think that's what's going to end up happening. I think that's what's going to end up happening for me. I think that's the game plan. I'm going to buy Modern Warfare 3. And as soon as I get that, I'm only going to play Warzone after that. And just kind of let the franchise go. Because it's like, 
I want to play games like that have a lot more substance to their multiplayer and their campaign, like um, Halo. And you, you know, the new Halo's coming out, and you have uh, probably other games to come that are going to be absolutely amazing and spectacular the way they're developed. So I think it's going to be time for me to kind of set that down and just be like, yeah, no. <laughs> but well, that'll be the time where, where all of these kids that are playing this game that were, you know, in middle school and high school, that'd be about the time when they're in college. And I, I feel you in that sense. I think that probably never the modern warfare three, probably if they do one more black ops after that, that'll probably be, the end for me because you think that's five years away that's yeah close to 30 so at that point it's already probably that's probably even a pipe dream to think about too is you think a lot of things can happen in five years it's whatever happens so and i think i think it's i think our our issue like just it's just a interesting one where we're we're just at that age where it's just we're not the core audience anymore. And so they're not really looking at what we want. They're looking at what these younger kids want. And so it's frustrating. I feel the frustration, but it's just, I mean, it's like, like you said, it's like get bored of it and you stop buying it or you, you continue buying it. You just play it. You complain about it a little bit, or you just, you know, you just accept it. And I think that that's what our demographic is struggling with because call of duty do what it is from us. What we need to do is have games where you have to swipe your ID to play them. So then we don't get stuck with a bunch of 14-year-olds in a lobby that shouldn't <laughs> that ruin the game. Don't give them any <laughs> ideas, dude. I started playing when I was 14, bro. I know, yeah. but those assholes that are out there now. Yeah, I know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was... are out here now are like, oh my god, will you stop? <laughs> but... Um... I think with that said, you know what? We we got a lot in today. Uh episodes definitely going to be running long, but I mean it's it's with good with good, you know, intentions. We we have the wonderful Austin here. I I want to say Austin, but that's the nickname I give him. So if you ever hear me called. <laughs> um but yeah, we have the good old Austin. I I mean, welcome to your your first official episode. I know you were on as a guest before twice. But you're you're officially on board, and it's fantastic to have him here. I hope you guys enjoyed. Please leave a comment if you like Austin. Leave a comment. Let him know. Tell him, hey, do, we want to hear. I like Austin, or Austin's the goat. All right, up those numbers now for me. <laughs> yeah, throw some love, shout out, and you know what? What do you guys feel about COD? Uh, is are we phasing out of it? Are you guys phasing out? What is your feelings on it? If you're playing on it. Uh, what is your feelings about the new Apple uh, M1? I want to hear. Uh, leave those comments in the description. Please, oh, please, oh, please. Uh, again, we want to have this engagement with you. We want to comment back, talk to you guys, uh, you know, about these issues and sort of things. And we want you guys to also converse with yourselves because that's what the amateur about is about. Conversation. <laughs> But with and that said, about social media, spark up conversation on social media. Yeah. With that said, I was going to say, uh, please go in the description. Um, 
follow us over on social media follow us on all of our platforms uh you can listen to whichever you prefer and uh we got a twitters and instagram so uh see you guys there again thank you so much for listening uh we love you bye